All right. Hey, Trish. Hey, Matt. How's it going? How's it going? Oh. <laughs> it's going good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I have someone special here with me today. Oh, and who's joining us today? Byron. Hey, Byron. <laughs> hey, fi- husband. We finally don't have to hear about him. We can hear from him now. I'm not sure if people Yay. want to hear from me. <laughs> Oh, I mean, sure we we pretty much have the same opinions on Drag Race Espana and stuff. So, I mean, it's not really out there That's fair. for any of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we all kind of agree on Espana. And it's always nice to have someone else to kiki with. So, welcome aboard. Thank you. Glad to be here. He, li- he actually listens every week. I haven't Aww. listened to the one from last week, but uh, I'll definitely be listening to this Friday's one. Because right, it's with your friend, Kat, right? Yes. Yes, we have them on the... And we have the, an inner... Well, it was a very distracted but fantastic interview with them. Yes, it was. It was quite an interesting interview and definitely <laughs> just the part one. Oh, absolutely. I think we even touched on that in the interview. That it was only we part did. one. <laughs> That's yeah, it's part one. They said that it yeah. was definitely going to be more than a one recording process. Well, we didn't even touch on all the topics that we had planned on touching on. Right. And I that was literally just... the paragraph that they sent me. We didn't even touch on all of it. Yeah, I think we just fo- ended up focusing on one topic just because it was so interesting. I'm excited to hear what that topic is. Yeah, uh, but let's do... Let's catch up with all of the drag-related things this week. Uh, shall we do spoilers first? Um, why don't? Well, either either one we talk about, whether España or Down Under, it's spoilers. Yeah. So take I, your pick, which one? Um, let's go Down Under first. I'm more excited about Down Under. <laughs> yeah, I'm very very excited about who won. Uh, so congratulations to Ketamine. Yes, we called it. We both said she deserved to win, although we didn't think she would. We both agreed she deserved to win. Well, it just, it was too convenient. I don't know, Byron can probably speak to this too, but it was very convenient that Art Simone was the only one given a chance to come back and then made it to the end magically. It'll be the first time in history that uh, a Redemption Queen's actually made it to the top. The finale to the yeah. finale to the top tier of the yeah. show. She deserved it. She, she did back. good. I didn't really care for her as a person, but her drag was phenomenal. That makeup was something that I I didn't even imagine could be done on a person. I don't know how she can have such crisp whites and then like bl- like but blend all those like fantastic colors into them so well. Yeah, it's, and just the art ma- that goes into how she does it. Like it's not. Like, we saw many episodes where she didn't have a traditional eyebrow, and, like, it was almost like the entire eye was just one color, but then glittered and spangled, and just something I'd never seen before, and I found it very creative and different and unique. I enjoyed it. I think she caught, um, Art caught a lot of slack for that same thing when she got eliminated, her temper tantrum, and, like, being brought back, but she actually is a fabulous queen. Yeah, no, she... She really uh, turned it the fuck out because she was not delivering what 
she was saying she was delivering at first. <laughs> oh, that finale look though? Oh, so good. Oh my uh. God. It's just like a gorgeous puffy wave of blue. Yeah, her look and then Kita's. Can we talk about Kita's finale look? Hey, Courtney Act, that's how you do wings on the runway. Oh my God, so much better. I mean, just like the slow opening up and slow coming down, just the drama. It was a little bit more graceful too than Courtney's was for sure. Courtney's were like, just kind of like out. And then she turned around and they looked very awkward to turn around in. Mm. Like you could see the wind catching them very aggressively. Well, since she was essentially just wearing a bodysuit, you could see the rip cords, right? Like it yeah. took away from the majesty that it could have been. Yeah, she needed more outfit for that. Yeah. Yeah. And this was Kita. I think was Kita wearing like a full dress. Yeah, with um She was an angel. Yeah, with like feathers and flutes and tulle and it was, and just... it was still just a bodysuit. There was actually no like like it wasn't that much on the bottom, right? Like I don't even think it was a proper leg. I think it was like a wrapped around like yeah. skirt, shawl, cape thing on her waist that just kind of gave the illusion of pants. Because I saw lots of leg. Yeah. Yeah, and but there was more there was so much more to it. She looks so angelic. I am a little I will say I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get to do like um, I've really enjoyed what UK does where everyone gets to walk the runway again at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, uh, like everyone uh, gets yeah. to show their finale looks regardless of whether they made it to the end or not. And like, they spend so much money on those looks. Sh let them show their finale looks. That's very fair. Especially because most of these like newer canons of the show don't have like this big prestigious opera theater ending where everybody gets to come out looking banging they show the opportunity to showcase their talent because they're all you're not just there to win you're also there just to get noticed because not all these queens are well noticed and lots of them work really hard they deserve to get the recognition yeah so i feel like a runway at the end is only fair yeah i think so like they don't even yeah but they don't even do that in the u.s but with the u.s didn't they I do it on the last all-stars I don't remember. I think they did. Yeah, they did. They did. But they I did, think from yeah. the US, though, from what I'm remembering from the US, from that infamous contract video or whatever, is that they, because a lot of the UK queens that are eliminated now, they're eliminated, and a lot of the US queens, you'll see that they'll still keep posting their looks. Yeah. Because they have to. Well, yeah, like the, like, you know, those designers, especially like, if you got that look on rent or like on credit and it never got yeah. seen on the show yeah I'm, none, none of the UK queen none of the Aussie queens um, actually did that I don't think uh, yeah they, they were doing it pretty good actually they were okay There's a, I mean I, um, at, Coco Jumbo wasn't at, posting any looks after the show ended after she was off the show yeah um I, but at least, like, I know, like, Kida and Elektra and all them were posting their looks as they went along. I've grown in love with Elektra Shock. Oh, Elektra Shock. Love Elektra Shock. I thought she was going to make it to the finale. I honestly... Have you guys... Have you guys seen the video of... Because you... Spoiler. Um, shocker for those who aren't... Um, are brand new to the to Drag Race. They film multiple endings to the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's been known for years. To the crowning. Um, so 
so they and they actually release the Versace. video um so that you see who who won and then they show that and then you get the actual reaction of the queen winning because the winner doesn't know that they've won until it airs, knows. yeah it's, so the show airs have you guys seen Kita's re- reaction video yeah actually i saw it on instagram it's um I, I like that she doesn't have like the usual like crying fit that everyone has like she just like has like a like you like watch her leave her body for two minutes <laughs> yeah literally kind of like yeah she just kind of covered her face and just started sobbing right then and there while everyone was cheering around her like yeah like she's and she's like moving in slow motion it looked like it almost seemed like it was yeah like it was definitely um usually they like freak out and stuff yeah i know it was a very interesting reaction yeah, it was very more of like I don't think she expected to win. Also, it looked like she was at a house party. Maybe it was at, <laughs> at her club. That didn't even look like a club though. That looked like a house. Um, like that maybe, looked like a legit but... house party. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe she's like, well, I don't want I'm not gonna win, so let me just do a house party. Yeah, I mean, all for her, whatever. She she won the money. She deserves it. Yeah, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She, she has the crown. Them. She has the scepter. Yeah. Um, you know what? Very well deserved. Very, very well deserved. She put up a great season. Oh, my God. Before we go to Espana, I just realized that um, All Stars starts, started this week. It's, it did. Yeah. It did. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, I've watched the, like, I've watched that first 15 minutes a billion times. Um, the environs are going to watch it, but um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually going to yeah. bet for the first time in a betting pool on this one. I'm excited. I'm, there, I'm very excited to do it. I'm excited to see okay. what few of them go home right away. Yeah. I was just gonna say, right now, call it. I love Ginger Minge. I always have, so like I'll be rooting for her a little bit. There's Hold a couple on, I need queens. to pull up the entire cast. Yeah, because there's a couple there that I wouldn't mind winning at all. Because I think I'm actually like I'm probably uh, usually they allow you to bet on like up to three, so I think I might like because I've never Could done this bet. before, and I'm usually pretty good at this, so I might pull the trigger on like two or three this year. Um. Okay. But my top three would be I'm, Ginger. Like, pumped for this. Yeah, I like Ginger. Jan, because I've been a Jan fan since since season twelve. Yeah, production doesn't like Jan though. I was so shocked that she went home as early as she did. I thought she had what it took to go all the way personally. That's like production's think, not really big on Jan. Yeah, but right now they have Silky and they have Eureka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. So, so it's production's probably going to do villain edit for both of them. Okay, so I know there's going to be new twists, but like if I'm going on what they did last season, because I know there is going to be lip sync assassins, but I'm looking at the cast right now. Yeah. Um. So if I'm looking at it, um, my bet. What you want? Like you want like winner winner chicken dinner? Or, like top, top three. Top three. Top three. Okay. Um. Either Silky or Eureka will make it, but not both. Um, Agreed. T- uh, Trinity K. Bonet is absolutely in that final. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then I honestly think the third is a wild card, but the people I think that would take it mainly are going to be back catalog girls. So like um, single digit girls, like Yara Sophia, Pandora Box are really probably going to be coming for that spot harder than anyone else. Okay, I, I, I agree. I agree most likely it's going to, it's, and the thing is, it's hard to call it between Silky and Eureka because they both made it to the top. That's why, but they both, but they, I don't think they both will make it to the top here, though. They'll keep them both around for a good fight and then they'll make them lip sync against each other, probably. And it also depends if they yeah. decide to do a top three or a top four. Oh, yeah, there's that yeah. too. And I, I think between those two, Eureka is more liked. Silky is, I'm sorry, have you seen videos of Silky performing? You can't just like half ass throw a kick in the air and whip your hair around and call it a performance. She doesn't even lip sync half the time. So, most likely, um, it's gonna be Eureka. I would love Kylie to be. In the I top. I would love to see her get to the top, but I think this is more of a um. This is like a Gia breadcrumb, but they're not gonna paint her as a villain because she's not. Aside from that uh, one thing that happened on her season, if you don't want to buy this coupon, I ain't got time for you. Move it. Uh, uh, which I love well, her for that. I love her for that. She's just like, bitch, yeah. this is the timed challenge. Either buy my coupon or fucking hit the road. Uh, I love, Kylie, <laughs> Kylie, I love. I love Kylie since season two, I think she was on. Yeah, she was on two or three. I think most likely TKB. Trinity Cambone is going to be the top. I have a feeling this is hers to lose. Yes. That's me too. I think she's definitely one of the ones I'm probably going to put money on. She's, it's hers to lose. I think, I want to say Pandora Box is going to be somewhere in the top four. I can see her making it easily to top five. Pandora's really creative. Just don't ask them to, if they ask her to do a roast, she'll probably just walk out of the room. She'll Mm. probably just go home. Yeah, but top and roasting is not her stick. Definitely, TKB is Trinity K. Bonet is at the top, and mm-hmm. I think this is hers to lose. Kind of like um, if they let Trinity um, bring her Shea dancers, Kool-Aid. they shouldn't even compete. Just give her the crown. I think if, if well, I think if just like with Shea Coulee, when Shea Coulee came back for All Stars, it was hers to lose. It absolutely was hers to lose. I think it's the same scenario. Yeah. Um, I think Kylie's gonna Kylie's top four, top five, but not She'll gonna be a good win. middle run. Um, Serena, yeah. Serena's there to be thrown to the wolves. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm calling it. Serena needs to go home first. They're th- they're throw a guarantee. They're throwing her to the wolves first of all because a carry is there. She's already had the problem with carry. So, I mean, come on, they're they're throwing her her to the fucking wolves here. They're like, "Mm, let's see what happens. No one cares about Serena Cha-Cha anyways. She's a drama, she's a drama filler. She's a filler. They might keep her past like the first two, three episodes, but after that, she's gone. Yeah, just to give like hype and energy. Yeah. She is the definition of a filler bitch. For sure. Absolutely. Um, Espana? España. España. So mad. Um, really disappointed with who went home this week. Did not agree with the decision, and I don't think Supreme did either. No, she looked non-impressed. She looked sour. (laughs) Well, I... 
looking at the lip sync, I think the queen who went home served it a bit better than the other one. Oh, I'm sorry, Arantia did way better. And uh, you know what? If anyone comes for me for butchering all their names, um, I am very fucking Canadian. (laughs) And I don't (laughs) speak Spanish. So, Arancha um, Castilla La Mancha. Yeah, Castilla La Mancha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day, okay? My mother in law oh, fell, God. and then there was like drama oh. in the morning, but she's okay. Oh. She's okay, everyone. She's doing good, great. Good, good. This was probably her least dramatic fall. So, you know. Good. No, um, Arancha, like, Arancha. Um, I loved her. I didn't like her balls. I didn't like her ball look. I'm sorry. The last ball looked too like a fucking bottle of Pepto Bismol with that pink ass look. I don't know why. Kate, okay, first of all, you know what? Were we losing you have, something in translation? Because they were you have, they, they kept them. doing like like the two like people tried to do sunburnt looks, and I was like, okay, that's great, but like, y'all uh, live in Spain. No one's getting sunburnt. Well, that's not necessarily true, but oh, like, she she looked like a bottle of Pepto Bismol. I'm sorry, that's pink and got did. it. Her and Hu- Huego. They're both so red. Yeah, but I was, and I'm sorry, that lip sync song. Terrible. Just why? Why that song? That song should be thrown in the garbage. I would actually yeah. like to read a translation of that song because it would like. A f- well. Because, like, they only she, subtitled it, even in English, in Spanish, by the way. So, literally, all we got was blah, 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 pussy. Blah, 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 pussy. Blah, 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 pussy. I was like, so I guess she she's was talking about like, her pussy. She was saying stuff like, um, she was like, um, this pussy is too expensive. Like, she's going, like, she wants to go out with her friend. She wants to smoke marijuana. And, like, she's all, I'm like, okay, great. So, she's a wannabe Spanish idiazalea. What is this, a rap song from Canada in the 90s? I'm, Apparently. I'm, I'm, I'm not here. I'm not here for it. Their lip sync song choices, I mean, I imagine they're bangers in Spain. But here they well, don't I get, I get here. why they picked it. I mean, it is a guest judge's song. That didn't even sound like her. How much editing was on that? I have no idea. Like, how did her voice dramatically deepen for the track? Okay, it says, this pussy's too expensive. Don't get close to it. You have to pay for this pussy. Your life is, you're prohibited from touching it. Yeah, oh, it's uh, too good. Yeah, that that's just the first line. It's the like first two lines. run, but dirty. Yeah, it's C-spot pussy. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much it's the yeah, she's like, I wanna go party with my friends and what I wanna do is smoke marijuana. Look here we do a lot of shit. Like don't is get too edgy close. in Spain. Pussy's gonna attack. Some shit like that. I mean like I know some European countries are really aggressive about weed, but is like Spain one of those countries, I guess? Does she think she's a badass oh. smoking weed? Probably. No one in Amer- North America thinks that, though. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's Tuesday. What? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much it's like, what? What are you talking about? That's what I-, I was smoking weed before I came down here to record. It says, cannabis in Spain is illegal for commercial purposes, but decriminalized for personal cultivation and use. Oh, so it's not even a crime, really? Nope. 
She's not a badass. She's not even breaking the law. Which is why I'm saying she's a wider vanilla version, Spanish version of an of a Gisalia. I know, but she's already vanilla. That's impressive. So she's but so they've made Iggy Azalea from vanilla to mayonnaise. Yeah. Wow, that's depressing. <laughs> that's depressing. We've taken a dark <laughs> turn here. Um, um, I do love. Okay, so I do want to talk about. Did you have a chance? I know we talked earlier, but did you have a chance to look at Poopy's ball looks again? Okay, gotta admit. She really impressed me. She came this week. She's not one of my favorites, but that makeup was damn near flawless. The look was pretty good. Her snatch game was pretty good. In all honesty, wait, who won? It wasn't her. Killer Queen won, and she Killer Queen. Right this week. But if she didn't poopy, absolutely would have deserved to win. Oh, okay. Can we talk? I'm sorry. Can we talk about the mini challenge? Because I just remembered a comment that you made last um, in one of the other. episodes about um sagitaria uh, (laughs) how did i know you were gonna bring this up uh uh, yes i did notice that someone called sagitaria aquaria well because when they're in drag they're almost indistinguishable from one another (laughs) and i i'm very glad that someone in the cast was like "Mm -mm, bitch i'm clocking it yeah, it was a it was a reading challenge this week for the mini challenge, and someone goes, um, goes Aquarius. I mean Sagittarius. Uh, they, I mean, come they on. try and fit too much in an episode for me. Like, I don't need the reading challenge in the same time as Snatch Game. That's too much. Yeah, they usually do it in separate challenges. Yeah, like I really don't like a mini challenge before Snatch Game anymore, because like I. I mean, I guess not for Spain because Spain is already over an hour every single week and I find it just like drags on by the end of it. I'm just like, stop talking. I can't decide if they talk more on Espanol or if it takes longer to get out a sentence in Spanish. I can't decide which because when they do the runway, when Supreme comes up and she does like the introductions, that shit seems to take forever. I think it's just the way the Spanish, I think it's particularly Spain. Because if you go to a Puerto Rican, it's like, oye, vato, ¿qué pasa? No, no me cuentes eso. ¿Qué tú estás hablando? It's like, it's really, really fast. I feel like a Puerto Rican a Puerto Rican would have judged all 12 girls in 30 seconds. Pretty much. <laughs> and the critiques are done. Will, and you're like, what? I, I will say, though, anyone. Supreme is stepping up her looks. I wasn't a fan this week. It was. It wasn't her best look, but it was better than it was bad. before. Compared to week one and like Lots. whatever hype she has, but in week one, I thought she looked like a burnt out Italian woman who smokes two packs a day. I really did. Yeah, yeah, and she she still looks like a, a woman that smokes two packs a day, but at least <laughs> slightly better dressed. Yeah, I just wasn't a fan of the eye makeup this week. Actually, I found it was not flattering for her at all. Well, I, 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 they don't do their own makeup. No, I know, but like Supreme, like she does, like she has very, like, she has very almond shaped eyes. So I find when they do her eyeshadow more round, it really makes her eyes pop. But when they yeah, like really she, like pull it out with her eyes, I'm not a big fan. She actually has a beautiful face structure. Oh, she's gorgeous in drag. She actually has a, a very pretty <laughs> face structure for drag. 
Out of but, drag, I feel like she should be driving one of those vans that abducts children. Um, <laughs> you know what? I just call it as I, 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 I see it, okay? No, I, I was gonna say, she, she looks like a wannabe. Like one of those weird, creepy uncles. Yeah. Who likes to record videos of you in his basement. Yeah. Yeah, they're creepy. They're creepy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it's always with the monochrome look. Yeah, it is getting better. I mean, like, I will, (laughs) I will finish it probably, but I I still can say that, like, I'm just not, I'm just not as into it. Like, honestly, like, if they were to drop another season on Holland on me right now, in the middle of this, I would just stop watching Spain and go to Holland. Can I, can I be honest? Yeah. I actually forgot that a new episode was released this weekend. Oh my god, I just like, I'm like, oh, it's Monday or Tuesday, I should probably watch Espana. Like, I don't even yeah. know what day it airs, I'm just like, oh, it's Monday or Tuesday, I should watch Espana before I watch the other drag race that I like watching. That, um, that was me, that was me, I'm like, oh crap. See, and I go through like too- modes where I like it and I don't like it, I find it's far too sexual. Oh, like, it yes. makes the American one look tame. It's very gratuitous. It's very gratuitous, and it's very much like we had talked about this before. It's very much, ay, marica, like, oh, faggot, faggot, faggot. Oh, yeah, faggot, 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 faggot. Please. Just like, please stop. Like, I get it. It's reclaiming the power, whatever, but please, no. Okay, but it's also for, like, although it's being filmed in Spain, they understand that it's being broadcasted internationally. internationally. Which means that they should be a little bit more um, diligent and sensitive. and sensitive to other other people, yeah. other cultures, other ways of life. Like, I'm not saying that it has to be their, like, number one priority. But, like, think about it once in a while before you spit mm-hmm. up some gratuitous term. You can tell that this is, th- this is just Spaniards making a show for Spain that the rest of the world gets to watch. I also like how even on Thailand, they spoke far more English. I'm not saying that English is the best language. But like it helps here and there. They made an they made a bit more of an effort, yeah. Well, especially like because not every girl on Thailand spoke Thai. They had a massive diverse set of languages, so I feel like their attempts to talk English was actually to kind of like level the playing field because it's like it. I got the at least I got the impression that a lot of them speak a little bit of English out that way. Even in Holland, yeah. there was a lot of English involved. Yeah. There was more English, yeah. And also, like, and I don't know what it is about the Spanish language, but y'all talk really damn fast. We're watching, when we were watching both Thailand and Holland, by the end of it, I only had to, like, half read the subtitles. Not that I'm saying that I can now speak Danish or Dutch, but they were speaking slow enough that I could actually pick up the words easier and not have to read the subtitles frequently. Where in Espanol, it just... I can't even keep up. I don't even think the subtitles are at the right point of what they're talking about anymore. Also, I, I feel like things get lost uh, in translation. Like they're not translating the, over well. Yeah. No. Okay, at this yeah. point, it's like... Can I ask I you, Trish? subtitles. Sure. Have you... Because I know enough Spanish to know that... Okay, so they keep saying, muy bien, muy bien. But then the English translation constantly says, all right then, all right then. I'm like, but what? As far as I know, that was very good. But they keep translating it to like something like completely different. I'm like, okay, but is that not very good? It is, but I think they may also have to do kind of like with the subtext of like what you're talking about. Because if if you say something like, um, 
of your asking a question muy bien you, you mean that can be translated as all right like, okay. yeah okay 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 because yeah it, like i found that very confusing during snatch game when supreme's like throwing shade at them by saying very good because like from my end i'm like you saying very good it's not shady as at all what are you doing like <laughs> it's it's, it's a, like you just said it's a spanish it's a span it's a tv made for for the spaniards yeah by spaniards you know and we just happen to get to watch it and I feel like that's very much what it's like, but I feel like every other franchise understands that everybody's that it's an international stage now. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of international stages. Oh, should we get to the TTT? We got a little bit of tea here that I'm going to let Matt go ahead and spill since he's the one that brought it to my attention. Okay. Well, as always i'll give credit where credit is due so shout out to willem in alaska and big dip at race chaser and sharing all the tea and the hot goss and the hot gossip tins um they let us know that i think they're gonna go into it deeper so i should have more information next week but um because i was trying to google some of it but i didn't really have time to like deep dive through reddit and that's kind of where you have to go for this stuff so Essentially, um, so if anyone saw, Series 3 of UK is about to release the cast. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is they've already completely filmed the show. So they've completely filmed Series 3 of the UK. Um, every episode was filmed in a single day, apparently. And uh, the wow. mental health coordinator, which is a legal requirement on reality shows for the BBC, has already Which, stated that this would be their last season. They were not. They will not be returning to work after, because well, the, the girls were injured and stuff. Well, let's remind everyone: um, the BBC is actually a publicly yes. funded. Um, the taxpayers pay for it. Channel. It's a publicly funded channel, kind of like our PBS, except way better. So, like, when you see that they're not offering cash prizes, stuff like that, is because it's publicly funded. Um, yeah. and to avoid any look of impropriety, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, a, health, a mental health coordinator is required. Now, the one thing I want, is it that the mental health coordinator is not returning? Or is it that they're going to, rec- or is that they're saying that season three is the last season of UK? Uh, I believe they're saying that they're not returning based on the conditions that the girls were put through this season. So, but is it the the the, the, the UK brand is not returning? Yeah, that Possibly. person's not returning to UK. Yeah, it sounds like. like so the brand okay, so the coordinator on, but... is not coming. But I mean, like, there's like there's risk there's whispers that the girls had like an uproar and came out production and like I mean. If these types of down. things are proven to be accurate, these are the types of things that could kill Drag Race UK, at least temporarily, because if these girls are small, if this shit is actually happening to these girls and they are smart enough to talk quietly and unite amongst themselves, they can seriously well, change how Drag Race UK goes. Well, two pieces of information that is very pertinent that Willem so Willem has said that she would talk to the girls about creating a union yeah I don't know if that was a legit thing or just something she says out of her ass because there's a lot of stuff like 
You uh, let me tell you, you can't just like listen to Race Chaser every once in a while and pick up when they're fucking talking out of their ass and not. It's definitely something you have to listen to consistently. Well, no, I know, I know Willem enough. Like yeah. we, everyone knows Willem is a shitster and she has it out for Rue basically. So I have no she doubt. She have it Maybe out for not- Rue. She just doesn't have patience for Rue shit. Like she flat out called well, okay. it. They're covering season six right now on Race Chaser Classique. Um, which they're actually going to be flipping into um, All Stars next All week, stars. coming back to Classic, which I'm fucking so here for. Um, but anyways, so she called out Rue literally because Rue said on the what was it? I think it was the stand-up episode. She's like, "I wouldn't steer you wrong for no fucking TV show." And Willem's like, "Um, she's already admitted that she produces the shit out of the show and that she'll fucking do it, and she doesn't care." So she's like, "That's a lie." That is a flat out lie. And then Alaska's like, well, I yeah. think she might be being sincere here. And Willem straight up was like, I think she thinks she was being sincere there. But we know by her own interviews, she's full of shit. Well, that, yeah, I will say, um, <laughs> okay, I will agree. It's maybe it not was so good. It, I was like, but I she's love. over. She calls she's out, over. She just calls out how duplicitous Rue is. And I'm here well, for that. The, you know what? Like, Willem knows she's never going back and Willem doesn't need fucking drag race to fucking perpetuate her anything like the Not fans that Willem point. has like they follow Willem anyways it's like you know what I mean like and kind of like li- I'm like a huge fan of her so like I don't know like I find people that like her that they like how fucking brash and upfront she is and how she doesn't give a fuck most of her celebrities she created by herself yeah like you know like her music has nothing to do with drag race nothing yes. to do with drag race. you know what i mean and it's 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 its own thing and like she's in a play in london has nothing to do with drag race. you know what i mean she's doing race chaser um everything she uh, with right, alaska in the uk she's gotten able Ireland to pull out so like everything she's been able to pull out it's been beside being blackballed but the other piece of information that i think is pertinent including rue is that willem was saying the only reason that they were cranking out an episode a day was because Rue had a scheduling conflict. Well, no, she had to film something else. And we know Rue's always yeah, been th- filming something. That's why. But I mean, conflict. yeah, the only logical she couldn't thing be would there. Be, the only logical thing would either be international or they'd be doing the next season of Drag Race because we already know that's already cast. Well, we already know by the time they release the cast, it's been cast, it's been filmed, exactly. it's in the bag. It's been produced the shit ten out of it, and it's just um, letting to be go. Now the girls didn't of themselves like on a regular normal day they work 12, 12 to eighteen hour days. Yeah, because they won't make the girls union because then they can only make them work eight hours a day. <laughs> so I want to know is how long, how many hours did the girls work, or what the hell did they do that they were able to do an an episode a day? Uh, it was probably like a 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. day. How do you sleep in that? Reality shows are known for being torment. Like, that's what they said. Like, girls were injured. There was an uproar, apparently, at one point. And, like, these are already whispers. Like, they haven't even said a name for a single letter from a girl that's appearing on the season. And this shit is already popping off. Yeah, so you know the, they done fucked up real good this time. You already know that most of the girls that are our cast keep their shit tightly lit. 
Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's your prizing. It's, so once everyone gets their prizing, people will probably open up. Well, it's one of those things where, like, in the U.S., it's different because the drag communities are so tight-knit. Like, in every area, like, when a girl goes off, like, it's kind of known. Yeah. In the U.K., like, you know, the fact that we're getting rumbled while they're already here. Well, I mean, it helps that it helps that I listen to someone who's currently residing in the UK. Yeah, but you're right. It says a lot about how badly fucked up the season is. Yeah, because like, fuck, man, Cherry Pie was a really fucked up season, and that took a hot minute to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, things have happened, but like, they always like they like. I mean, like, l- yeah. let's just put it this way. No one knew Willem fucked up on Willem's season until that shit aired. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. There's uh, there's some things that girls are willing to keep their mouth shut clearly about, and there's some things that they will not. Well, because that was well, an about- where Willem screwed up, where this is something where production, where WoW Presents pushed everybody far too hard. Well, BBC, well, well uh, BBC at WoW Presents does this, so... Fucking yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one of those where it's like, girls were actually Willem was just Willem hurting him, hurting themselves. This was actually girls getting hurt. Well, like getting run ragged. Oh yeah, man, like, I can't wait. I'm actually really interested to see what the quality of the season is going to look like then. And if like you would think if they wanted to do something really fast, like a an episode a day, they would make a lot of the challenges just inanely simpler. Like a lot of short videos or quick commercials. Oh, they got it planned and that's it, honey. But like, if they do something large and elaborate and they want it done today, that's just, that's an unrealistic expectation. And you have to, like, the quality of the show and the quality of what the queens could put out would be different. I would almost be able to sue for defamation of character. It's going to be, I guarantee you it'll be airing shortly, either shortly towards the end of all stars or right after all stars it's when it's going to be airing for sure so we you know um you might as well try to talk yeah about uh, officially officially is it that they've um if any of those uk girls have season. some tea i'll fucking i'll spill it from canada for you i don't fucking care i'll lie and say i didn't get it from anybody so Open invitation. Officially, has it is it that they've been officially is it that they've been renewed for season three or that it's cast announcement? Season three is filmed. I know it's filmed, but officially, what's circulating that they've been renewed? What's circulating that is that they're no. The what, what's circulating? All all they've released from BBC is that they're going to release the cast. Okay. But the whole thing has been filmed. Yeah, which is fucking nuts because they only like I know Australia wasn't in production for very long so they couldn't have finished in Australia very long before they just jumped right to UK and jammed that that in yeah but I mean ooh then ooh actually that's interesting because no American citizen can leave the country for more than 12 months so she has to, she has to come, Rue has to come back to the States to film then. Well, it depends on how long it takes to film. Because if we're talking, filming takes at most, at least in the US, like two months. 
three months. Well, and they had to quarantine in Australia, right? And and then they had to quarantine in New Zealand. Well, it was filmed in New Zealand, so I don't know if they yeah. had to go to Australia. Uh, I know the Australia. I know it was a really long process for quarantine because of bringing in the Australia girls and the crew and everything like that. And the New Zealand girls didn't have to go through the same amount of quarantine. It was a really apparently fucked up process getting them all in the same room finally. Yeah. I mean, Raven couldn't even fucking be on time. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, and yeah, the, the the process was difficult. Let's say it took about a month between quarantine and stuff like that, and it takes two to three months. Yeah. To film, and Australia, Australia was kind of simple. Yeah. To to deal with, so we'll see what happens with um with the UK. But yeah, because like, I mean, they had just filmed what they did, like UK and then probably All Stars 6 and then they probably went to Down Under and then they probably went to UK again. And now they're probably either doing a regular season of Drag Race or the international season that's been talked about. I'm very excited for the international because I know Pam Drag is on it. It hasn't even been confirmed. Everyone's just talking about nonsense. Yeah, I think so. it was like a leaked or a fan-made thing or yeah, something that got it started. But it's not official at all. No. Although rumors have it that the cast is obviously cast has been done. I mean, and... it's very convenient that already half the cast is in the United States. So true. <laughs> Conveniently enough, uh, like <laughs> Jimbo's been fucking poofed until the end of she's poofed until July now when she pops up again for a Toronto drag event so like you know what I mean like have these people have literally just fallen off the fucking face of the earth for the most part yeah and Pangina like didn't exist in Thailand and then all of a sudden was in America out of nowhere I mean like there's a lot of there's a lot of like sketchy shit going on with drag queens traveling so she's in New York right now she just posted a picture of it today nope she's been in New York she's on her way to California She's got multiple, multiple times in California she'll be doing. I looked as she was coming to Miami, but I don't think she's coming anywhere near Miami, Trish. Mm, too bad. I know, but she's, like, it's fucking ironic that Bianca's not in San Diego. I think she's going to be in San Diego twice. Two different oh. times. Like, literally two different times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it was the whole pandemic, like, it's a lot easier to make it like you know like queens don't post on social media it's like oh well they're not doing shows and blah 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 so it's kind of like they're just yeah. like or when they excuse it's like well you know the pandemic shut us down and we're not doing anything so why post which is all bullshit because we know you have to keep your accounts active if you want to actually keep them going anyone who has a social media account knows that well, that and the fact that if you're a drag, like a drag race girl, you you're post expected anyway. to keep it up. Yeah, it's like a, it's part of the contract now. Yeah, you're. It's part of the contract. Um, you want the followers because guess what? You want the influencer status. Yep, you want the paid promotions, all that bullshit. So you keep it going. Mm. All right. Well, it's getting time for us to feed the animals here. So I think we should maybe cut to our interview with Kat because that was really interesting. And it was also like 
might be. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna. It's definitely listen to the cat interview for part one. Yeah. Because part two is gonna be even more interesting. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out with them, and we'll do part two. But oh my god, yeah, it was so much fun having Byron here too, who barely talked. Oh no, I had input. Someone. Yeah, his input. Well, we have to, I will say this right here and now, we need to have Byron on for a full episode. Yeah, we need to, um, you know what, maybe we'll do a couple episodes of All-Stars, and we'll try and talk about it minimally, and we'll just do like an All-Stars, Byron, ooh, maybe, maybe we can see if Bianca is also, and we can just do like an All-Stars gangbang. Sounds fun. Like an All Stars gangbang episode. That would be kind of crazy. That like would All Stars roundtable. Round the round table. Yeah, that would definitely be a kiki for sure. Ooh, we should try and line that up, especially before she goes to Hawaii, because then I feel like it's not really intercontinental anymore. That feels international at that point. I don't care if it's a state. <laughs> it's not close enough to be a state. <laughs> <laughs> it's a state, though. You can call it whatever you want. Y'all just needed a vacation island and you bought one. <laughs> That's like you, all, you needed a place for your rednecks to go, so you bought Alaska. For $1 million from Russia. It was like $4 million, oh, But $4 million. still, like $4 million for an... Fuck me. For the largest state in the entire country. Fuck me. I'd pay it happily if I had that much. Um, but yeah, we still have too many rednecks in the south. Apparently, they're they like to migrate up to Alaska. So well, the the the, the worst of the worst like to, but we still have rednecks here in the south. I know it sucks because I want to go up to Alaska, but y'all send some scary people up there. We just go Alaska, Jason. We got a white horse. Yeah, but Alaska has really wicked mountains to climb, like hike and stuff. Like really wicked mountains. Yeah, <laughs> they have like a legendary mountain that like regular people can hike. But yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah, we'll cut. What is, I'm trying to remember what we talked about with Cat. Oh yeah, we talked about um. The religious they're background and yeah they're like traveling to Colorado and moving around between California and Colorado and all yeah and yeah. they so lived in New York for a bit religion and homelessness mainly yeah which is very yeah it was very fascinating um, so yeah we'll cut to that I'm very excited to hear this episode because I've known Fro for that's what I call them because before the hair got cut off, you should have seen them's hairs. They were like <laughs> here and red and curly and wiry. So fro. Um, <laughs> moved when they were like 16 or 17. Literally haven't seen since, but kept in contact with them for the most part. Um, some crazy things happened yeah. in the life. I imagine more of it will come up. Oh, yeah. How like weird is that also? Like you have to listen to yourself and then the interview. That's gonna be such a trip. How's that feel? Oh, I don't even think about it. <laughs> How's that time warp for you? Mm. You know. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll tell you how the perception of it changes in a week. There we go. All right. 
Well, it was wonderful catching up with you. Um, I'm so glad. I'm so happy for ketamine. Yeah, well happy for So yeah. deserved. Um, super sad for Aranja. Like, custom. You know that. I know she was your favorite. Oh, uh, anyone top. who calls themselves Hannah Montana automatically has my heart. That's I'm not sure the if they were my favorite, but I thought they were kind of like Cameron Michaels, where they may have had the most p- potential to get go further. Because, okay, what, what's the other one's name? I can't even say her name. The Halloween one at one. Clego. Yeah. I just that word. I get I get very so she did her makeup this week, and to me, it didn't read very. It looked very manly. Um, and then every other week, it's just clown face. And I get, like, I know Crystal Method did it too, but she seemed to just have more personality that went with it. Where this is just kind of, it's on repeat for me. And I'm getting, I feel like Michelle Visage would have ripped her apart by now. Oh, I have a feeling they're going to be the next one or two to go. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. I think this was just a previous, like, a, a setup for it. Yeah, I swear to God, they know exactly who they want to go home when. It's just a case of whether you can, find a pr- you can prove them wrong or not. Yeah, true. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and let's go- cut to the cat interview. All right. Well, Trish, I will talk to you next week. Well, that's a lot. Talk- well, I'll talk to you before <laughs> that. We'll, we'll talk in record, we'll record we'll- for people. We'll catch up on yeah. record next week on actual record (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) enjoy the interview okay bye bye okay hey trish hey matt how you doing i'm doing great how are you i'm wonderful all right, so I would like to introduce our guest today. Uh, this actually happens to be one of my husband's friends. Um, and this is Kat Adams. Hi. Hey, Kat. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Yeah. You, you gave me like one of the most interesting paragraphs I think I've ever read. Oh, no. I know. Nice. It was. Yeah. It's a little dense, isn't it? <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. I was just like, "Wow, that is a very good way of delivering information." I tried yeah, to be Matt, succinct. <laughs> I was gonna say, Matt shared with me. I'm like, okay. I like how this. I like how this. How how they roll. Yeah, I'm here All for right. it. Yeah, that's one of the skills that I picked up from my husband, who is extremely uh, blunt and straightforward. And I like it. It's it's a it's a useful skill to have. Just figure out what information is necessary to communicate and just give that. I mean, hey man, I need that in my life. Um, I could use that skill, especially on here. Uh, <laughs> we we you guys get distracted. Oh, uh, we are notorious for going off topic. Yeah. Well, That's- you know. Sometimes when you get into the weeds is where you find the like truly interesting stuff when you get off the trail. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I where you find the gems. Trail. Yeah, and it's so, these um, random tangents too, though. Right? Yeah, we, we've talked about the weather for 20 minutes before. 
Well, to be fair, sometimes the weather's really fucking interesting. <laughs> like, you know, there's a reason that we, we used to look at the sky and, and think that divinity was communicating with us. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially, like, living in Calgary, the weather is, um... Well, I'm sure you remember, Kat. It's, oh, yeah. It's bananas. It's oh yeah, I remember it being batshit crazy. And I live in Colorado, so it's it's funnily a little bit it's like milder to me, but people here think it's absolutely insane and I'm like y'all don't know. <laughs> oh, like, so what what's it like in Colorado? So I, what I, like in terms of like weather or just in general? Well, but in general, like in general and weather like what's because how what's the difference between like Cal, um, Calgary and Colorado? Like since you've been in both places, so Colorado seems to be a lot more uh, have a lot more like outsiders from the United States, specifically because people like to move here, and it was already kind of a thing that people would come to this state before marijuana was legalized. Whereas I remember Calgary being like Canadians and immigrants, and it wasn't there wasn't like until I guess I remember a lot of people from Toronto moved out there but Colorado just seems to be like a place that people flock to and if you're born here it's like a big deal that you're actually originally from here but it's it's very like you have a lot of liberals and you have a lot of conservatives all kind of trying to live together like um excuse me oh the daycare that I, the dog daycare that I worked at, um, it was like there was like me and a few other very like progressive liberal people, um, especially people that are LGBT, and then you also had people who were like diehard Trump supporters and like people who admitted that they are proud boys and stuff like that. So oh, that wow. was yeah, like that was really like interesting and stressful <laughs> it sounds like a terrifying sitcom it does. um america is a terrifying sitcom <laughs> like, i like that i like that you know True. like i believe it a, no i'm here it's for a it. different thing down here uh but you know i i think that i had to like i've lived here coming up on 10 years now and I've had to really learn that the stereotypes that we hold about Americans aren't necessarily true and then when you do come across people for whom it is true it's worse than what you think <laughs> oh, oh I, I miss going down I miss going down there for that because I I, 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 lo- I love traveling down to the U.S. Um, I used to go to Michigan all the time and like right. yeah it's like 90, 95% of the people, 99% of the people are nothing like what you hear about, but then you find that one person who's just that like, one just they stand out like crazy. a sore thumb. I, yep. And I just suddenly feel the need to apologize on behalf of Americans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when I, when I first moved here, I would get that a lot. Like when I was still very much like new to this country and it was kind of on me and people could tell. <sighs> I, w- I would have people come up to me and like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but like, so Canadian, apologizing for nothing. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> learned that like, there there are cool people down here and there are people who are trying very hard to educate the less cool people. Okay. Like, honestly, I find the biggest difference between like up here and down there is like, 
the pot like the population is just greater down there there's so many more people that you have to educate and deal with and work with mm-hmm. than we have up here and i'll tell you another thing about i've lived in several different places in the united states and the like the communities the cultures the customs are different from state to state like in canada it feels very like east and west and it kind of has a gradient just across the country at least that was my experience and then i come to the united states and like la is different from denver and denver is different from new york and you know all of those places are different from the the midwest and all of those different are places are very different from florida yeah and i i find it like baffling that all of these different cultures are like under the same government <laughs> and even yeah, within it's, like florida it's itself like states right halfway across it's different the culture mm-hmm. is different yeah it it really varies like i think i've spent the most time in colorado i've lived in uh denver springs fort collins and grand junction and all of those cities are very different from each other like more so than i feel like i experienced in alberta i lived like i lived in edmonton for a while and i lived in calgary for a while and at the time it seemed like wow these are very different places and now in retrospect i'm like that's pretty much the same thing yeah, I think the only difference between Calgary and Edmonton is that Edmontonians hate Calgarians and Calgarians hate Edmontonians. End of yeah, differences. and for like for like no reason, like you guys, we need more than one city in the whole province. Okay, it's <laughs> fine that there are two. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I I mean they collectively agree that Red Deer sucks. Yeah, but like Red Deer's just smack in the middle. Like Red Deer's you know, gross. Red Deer is so <laughs> gross. I've lived there. It is gross. Red Deer is just, is it's like, you know, the people who are traveling back and forth between Edmonton and Calgary, I feel like sometimes, like, shit happens and you just get stuck halfway through and those are the people that end up in Red Deer. Oh my god, yeah, or it's like, and there's so many people that are just, like, born and raised there and never want to leave. Yes, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I encountered that a lot when I lived in South Dakota. Oh just... wow, you lived in South Dakota. My husband and I met each other in South Dakota. He's from New That's York. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm from Calgary. And we both, we like saw each other and we're like, oh my God, a normal person. Like, we, we were just like each other's refuge in this sea of bigotry. <laughs> oh my God, that is so cute though. <laughs> it was, you know, it was kind of, it was a cute way that we met. Like we were both just like trying to get laid and we met on like OkCupid and then we were like oh so the conversation that we had afterwards was great let's keep doing this and I think within like four months we moved to Colorado together (laughs) oh yeah that is so awesome yeah and we you know we lived we lived in Colorado we South Dakota Colorado He's from New York, so we spent time there. We spent time in LA for like no reason except just to do it, basically. I think Byron Byron remembers you messaging him to complain about LA. It's it sucks. Like (laughs) you can't live in LA. You can visit, but you can't live there. Yeah, you can't live there. I I like New York City. Like I can I can spend time there. Like I, I appreciate the way that you can really blend into a crowd like you can be doing you're you're just like your weird thing out on the street and nobody gives a shit nobody will look at you 
you might get like oh, catcalled, but like <laughs> I would rather just get whistled at than have people like coming up to me trying to like have conversations with me about what I'm doing. Oh, so like, yeah. is everyone really that chatty in LA? Like, they seem to be that way like everywhere except New York. Like, oh, God. no, I prefer yeah. like growing up in Toronto. I prefer um, like Toronto's definitely more of a standoffish city. Like. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, you just kind of like keep your head up and go where you're going. Yeah, that's you don't very, look at like, any of the crazy bullshit City. that's happening around you because if you yeah. give it attention, it's gonna come talk to you. Yeah, yeah that's it'll suck you all the way in. You know, when yeah. I was in LA though, there was this is my my the only time I've ever regretted not getting involved in somebody else's crazy like nonsense. <laughs> my <laughs> at the time, my husband and I were living in a van and we were working for Labor Ready at. The, uh, I think it's called People Ready now, but it was used to be called Labor Ready, and it's just day labor. Like you show up in the morning, and they send you to a construction site, and you you work for that day. Okay. And we we got a job, and we hadn't had one in a long time, so we were really desperate for it, and we were like almost late. And as we were going there, we saw a guy who looked I, like either he was very mentally ill or on drugs or something, and fully naked, like one hundred percent butt-ass naked and we were just and and he was not white which is a really dangerous situation for a person to be in and we were both like holy shit that guy might die today yeah but we need to go to work because we haven't eaten in three days and we like did not stop and help this guy because we would have had to do a whole big like turnaround and everything and like when we got to work that day we were like oh fuck we fucked up we fucked up Aww. And like that's one of those things that we both like think about like twice a year, and we're like, ah, shit, I hope that guy's okay. <laughs> I hope yeah, he's but... okay. I hope he just had a bad day. I I hope yeah. so too. I hope he had a bad trip, and and somebody saw him and gave him a pair of pants because like yeah, but like the public yeah, but you have to look out look out for yourself too though like you guys mm-hmm. hadn't worked or eaten like you had to take care of exactly yourself, so. it was yeah that was one of those situations like we had another thing like that when we were living in our car um we lived in like a two-door for six months <laughs> and at one point we were, we were parked at a walmart parking lot and this like raggedy ass woman who looked you know like she's in a real bad way and is too young to look that fucked up came up to our car and asked us if we had heroin oh like she was like heavily going no bluff nothing she was just like i need some tar and we were like oh i don't like we don't have that and we watched her go around the parking lot just like asking people and that was another one where i'm like if i had the resources to help this person if i like it was like the only time in my life i've ever wished i had heroin because i could have given it to her instead of her going to ask somebody who's gonna hurt her for it you know what i mean and yeah, no, that, for sure. That was awful. Like we really, for a long time, like we really considered finding like both some meth and some heroin just to keep on us while we were homeless because so many people would come to us looking for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you get pulled over and you have that shit in your car, that's like, oh, you're fucked. That's not a good situation. And Game my over. husband is black, so that's especially not a good situation in this country. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's all yeah. it takes. That's all it mm-hmm. takes. You don't even need to commit a crime. You just need to be of a specific color in a vehicle now. Yep. That's it. And, <laughs> yep. Absolutely. It's insane. Like, and and people are are cowards too. Like, 
When we were homeless, it was a very regular occurrence for people to call the police because we were parked somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Like just, you what? know, like, okay, like here's like a spot under a tree, let's park the car and try to sleep. And then we would get woken up at two o'clock in the morning by the cops that are just, they're there because somebody called, so they have to show up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're sleeping in a place that you're legally allowed to sleep? We're sorry. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's really scary because sometimes, most of the time, especially in Colorado, most of the time they'd show up and they'd be like, hey, we get it. We know that you're just trying to sleep, but because someone called, we had to ask and you look like you're fine, so we're going to fuck off. Yeah. But then every so often we would get somebody that would just like take a huge dump on us. Like I've, I've had police like call me disgusting and straight up like make that like kid face at like vegetables, like that nose wrinkling face. Oh, just like, yeah. And like accuse me of like shitting in the street. And I'm like, I use a bag. Thank you very much. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) And that's just like a common attitude that people have. And there was one occasion we were, we were parked at a grocery store and it's it's been like a normal thing that if you park somewhere for a few days usually the manager or somebody will come out and they'll be like hey we gotta ask you to leave and you go okay and you leave yeah this particular time they did not do that they called the police and when the police said did you ask them to leave they lied and said yes and the officer that showed up yeah the officer that showed up was like really ready to punish us for that and he was very like loud and belligerent and was like yelling at us to get out of the bus we were living in the bus at the time i think yeah. i've mentioned three vehicles so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, yeah what was that a van two door and a bus now yeah yeah but as my <laughs> like husband a is, VW is walking, bus? um more of like a like a f-150 or i think that was a 250 like a a scary van <laughs> it's more oh, oh you did like a you did like a conversion like people doing bamf yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool we though. That. Those are cool. I love those. Oh yeah. I would do one of those with Byron and like just like. They're fantastic if you build them out the properly. Oh yeah, they're great. But anyways, when <laughs> this officer showed up and my husband was leaving the bus, he grabbed his arm and wrenched his arm behind his back, and what? just immediately started searching him. Scared the shit out of both of us. Like my 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 husband is a like cool collected guy especially when there are police involved yeah like that made him react like that made him like pull his arm away and he had to very quickly stifle that reaction because it would have escalated and that officer like yelled at him for that and and told him like i gotta search you and didn't didn't put a single hand on me basically just told me to sit on the curb oh my god and then proceeded to illegally enter our vehicle without a warrant and without our permission and he did all of these things without stating what he was doing first like he just like grabbed my husband and put hands on him and then proceeded to waltz inside my vehicle well it's like a colored person negates all rights say that again it's like a colored person negates all rights uh yeah yeah like his presence all of a sudden he didn't have to tell you shit he could just do whatever he want yeah like Like, i've I've definitely noticed that like yeah the way even the way that i get treated by police just because i'm with a person of color is is very different than how i've ever been treated when i'm with a white person like even just getting pulled over like when we were first together i kind of have a baby face 
Like I've been, I've been on job sites where I've had to tell people how old I am before they'll let me do my job. <laughs> wow. And like when we were first together, the first time we got pulled over together, the officer had me get out of the vehicle and pulled me aside and asked me if I was okay. What? Yeah, and I was just like, what the hell? Like, no, I'm talking to like an armed person that I don't know. <laughs> I love how his automatic assumption was, oh, I need to get you out of the car to save you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I was just like, can I leave? Like, yeah. I Like, he, he asked for my ID and ran my ID when I wasn't driving. That's never happened to me before. That's ridiculous. But, yeah. And yeah, there's no reason. If you're not driving and it was a, he pulled you over, there's no reason for him to even search you. Yeah, no. But like that's another thing that we've that we're both very aware of that Roy had to teach me is that when they ask for shit like that, you just give it to them. Fair like, enough. Like it's you keep your hands out of your pockets. You say yes sir, no sir. You give them your ID. You basically let them do whatever they're gonna do so that maybe they'll belittle you and humiliate you and maybe hurt you, but they're not gonna kill you. It's kind of the goal. And that's that's wow. what it's like oh to be, God. you know, a person that's of color sad. in the United States. <laughs> that is so that's fucked sad. up. Yeah. Like that is fucked up. Like I Alberta's like super racist towards like and like any Middle Eastern people, like anyone from that section of the world I is like remember. I remember here that hate them for some brutal. reason. Like we're still yeah. there's there was just a, a swastika drawn in a mosque the other day in Edmonton. Nice. Oh, and Edmonton yeah. has like a bad, like like a Nazi problem. Oh my! Oh my God! Edmonton is horrible for that. Yeah, kind of shit. like they're so bad that like I hear about it on American news. The like the the Nazis and men's rights activists in Edmonton are horrible. Oh, they're nuts. They're <laughs> that's like the that's like the worst part of Edmonton is the fact that like those factions seem to like um, almost like center themselves there. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Like, what's uh, what's going on in Alberta that makes those people feel more comfortable there? It's very central. It's easy for them to congregate. Mm, they had sense. a flat Earth conference in Edmonton. <laughs> of course they would. Oh my god. Yeah, the tickets were three hundred dollars a piece. Oh, that's hilarious. Right? Wow. I wonder who like who profited off of that. Like, who organized that? I don't I I don't know. I it just it blew my mind. Cuz like that sounds like there's somebody just like laughing their ass off all the way to the bank because they've made a living off of telling people that the earth is flat. Oh, I'm sure the, the only reason it is cuz someone made bank on it. Yeah. I mean Absolutely. like I I watched a documentary that they made on themselves. Which Ooh. they proved no, they which they proved multiple times that the Earth was not flat. Um, yeah, they they have like a very flawed basic understanding of like math and physics and even like biology. <laughs> I know, but that's why it's so fun when they try and use math and physics to prove themselves right because it just ends up proving themselves wrong so yeah, aggressively. Yeah, they really like, they reveal themselves so much. They remind me a lot actually of like fundamentalist Christians. Like as I've mentioned, I was raised in a fundamentalist evangelical home that was like fairly strict like compared to other kids that i knew it wasn't that strict but then when i tell secular people they're like wow that was fucked up <laughs> yeah Byron told me it was very uh it yeah was like strict. 
he was like pretty like he he played a pretty key role in like building the stack of things that i needed to leave the church eventually like he really did like just being exposed to somebody who like accepted me and loved me regardless of like whatever weird belief system i was raised in and also just like showed me what gay people actually are was a was very instrumental like I remember my mom constantly like hounding me to bring Byron to church, specifically Byron. And, really? Yes. And like I remember feeling extremely uncomfortable with uncomfortable with that because I knew that that would not be a safe environment for him. So then I had to try to make a choice between acknowledging that if it's not safe for him, it's not safe for me or trying to like normalize it and basically deny that there's anything wrong and i think i did actually like try to invite him and he like laughed at me and i was like (laughs) yeah like that would be like a stupid place for you to go that's like not a safe place for you to be and as i got older it like yeah (laughs) was it if you had caught him when he first moved in with eve like when eve first adopted him uh, she's told me the stories. Apparently, he used to like cry and scream at her to take him to church on Sundays. Oh, because like yeah, like Sherry and Shetion were just like the most like religious nut jobs ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shetion used to like start her own religious cults everywhere she used to move. So, oh, that sounds like Roy's dad. Yeah, he was like so. Yeah, Byron was like mm-hmm. super indoctrinated into religion. He can still mm-hmm. quote Bible verses. I'm like how. <laughs> yeah, Roy is the same way. Like I like I was a hardcore Seventh Day Adventist. I like I was baptized two times. I went to Adventist oh. high school and I went to an Adventist college. Like I was heavily indoctrinated and like devoted to my religion, but like I don't remember a lot of the Bible verses whereas my husband who like when he was like 9 was pretty much just like, "Oh, this is bullshit," right? Yeah. He was never I remember them. Yeah, he still can fire all of them off, and I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, like, even I, I was raised Catholic, like church on Sunday, catechism during the week, um, choir, like the whole thing. Like I don't know any Bible verses off the top of my head. Yeah, like I can't even remember the prayers that they made us say in Catholic school. Like I, as soon as I got out of that, I tried to block it out so fast. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me. Like when I, I, so I left extremely quickly, which is not something that people usually do. It's usually a longer watered down process. Whereas I went from like reading my Bible literally between two to four hours every single day and praying. And I had like thrown away all my makeup, thrown away all my nail polish. I pretty much wasn't watching like any movies or TV anymore. It was just like all Bible Jesus. I literally overnight went from that to putting all Jesus. that shit under my bed and never touching it again. Wow. Like, so I kind of gave myself like spiritual whiplash. <laughs> but I mean, whatever it takes, right? Like if that's what you yeah. needed, then that's I'm what you needed. I'm glad that I did it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely glad that I did it because like it was getting to a point where it was, it was like hurting me. Like I, I would lean harder into it because I was taught that that was the path to like peace and happiness and self-love and self-acceptance and the harder I leaned into it the more it was hurting me and it finally just got to a breaking point where I was like I can't fucking do this shit anymore wow well good for you because there, there are Thank people you. that are, there, there are people that like 
that never can never push themselves out of that cycle yeah yeah no i and i've definitely watched it happen several times especially with women because christianity in general is set up to abuse women and when you get into like fundamentalism and evangelicalism they really teach you some horrible abusive things about what your role is in your family especially to your husband so i've definitely seen a lot of women go through heavy cycles of like wanting to get away from that and kind of like rejecting it and getting like lazy in their faith but not completely letting go of it so that it kind of builds back up and they have like all this guilt and shame built build back up and then they go back into it really heavy oh and it turns the, into this it's the path to get better is just to you need to pray more you need to read mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. oh it's, i i hate how they like literally set it up to be a vicious cycle oh yeah, yeah and they, they like they do like what i call insurance indoctrination which is they also indoctrinate you with a bunch of ideas about what's going to happen to you and what it's going to be like if you leave so then when you do leave and you're like wow i feel like shit because i just ripped myself out of my worldview out of my community out of everything i've ever known but i've been taught that when i feel like this it's because like satan is after me and has control of me (laughs) Yeah. So, oh yeah. like, yeah, most people when they leave for the first like year or two, it's it's difficult. Like, I understand how some people just never do it or how some people go back because it's like I I had nightmares about the second coming of Jesus for like a year after I left, and it was always horrifying. It was like like mountains and like rocks like falling on me and stuff. That's how I started smoking weed because weed makes that go away. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, like, I mean, technically speaking, Jesus definitely invented weed by that theory. So I mean yeah. if anyone could if anyone could take away his own imagery. Oh yeah. That just you know, all this just reminds me of like let's like these like I don't like the Duggars, like this they're so indoctrinative. You have to have kids every year. You have to stay married to your husband no matter what. Mm-hmm. How how abusive how this is. It's like any religion really is set up to be anti-woman. Yeah. Like yeah, organized religions are yeah, and like they're they're set up to be anti-woman and they're set up to be like anti-intellectual as well. So oh, 100%. you basically you just like take a bunch of people and you tell them they're not allowed to read anything except the Bible. And the person who is a little bit like stronger and tougher than the other person is also in charge of keeping them indoctrinated. And it's all uses like fear tactics. So of course the man is going to be the head of the household because he can hit everybody the hardest. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's wild. I honestly know, like I hated I hated Catholic school. Like, like they make like you go to church when you're in Catholic school and all that shit. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like oh, all fear based. I remember uh-huh. in grade seven, I wanted to do a speech not on like a specific other religion, just on like other religions in general and like compare them to Catholicism. And my teacher straight up told me. She looked me in the eye. She's like, if you write that, uh, if you write that speech, she's like, not only will I not grade it, but you won't be reading it in front of the class. Yeah. Wow. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I, because I how dare I? How dare I look up another ideology? Yeah, in 
the high school that I went to, we used to have a world religion like curriculum, and it was literally a two week thing that they would do in grade 10 or 11. Okay. That was just like, this is what Buddhism is. This is what Islam is like just going over all the world, major world religions. Yeah. And one of the girls in the grade below me actually converted to Buddhism after being introduced to it that way. And they completely stopped doing it. Yeah. They cut it out completely. Yeah. So like, you you can't even. It sounds like an interesting two weeks in high school. Yeah, it was great. It was like one of the only times that we got to ask like real questions without being like afraid. <laughs> oh, and they took it away because she turned into a Buddha. I think she turned into like the most least threatening religion to them too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like, and I don't even think that she like fully converted. I think it was something that she like explored for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and like, don't you want like kids to be able to do that though? Like, y- you know. If you never get to even like learn about anything else, how do you know that what you believe is the truth? And that was like a big deal for me when I left the church. I picked up every satanic Bible that's been published pretty much and read all of them. Like Luciferianism and straight up devil worship and like the temple of Satan, which is an atheist religion, all that shit. And it it really opened my eyes to make me see that like the religion that i was involved in is the evil one <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. well I, I actually i find it hilarious how like satanism essentially like devoted itself to be the opposite of christianity yeah the satanic <laughs> temple like their main goal is to basically prevent legislation going through that's influenced by christianity yeah. so their one of their tenets is bodily autonomy so if you are a member of the satanic church you have a little bit more bodily autonomy legally in the united states it's it's really difficult to enforce okay. but like it's for example, um, if you are, you know, somebody with a uterus and you want to be sterilized, it's a lot easier to do if you can sue your doctor for religious discrimination if he refuses to do it because oh, you're yes. a member of the satanic temple. And it's a it's a recognized religion down there, is it not? It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Like their whole their whole deal is basically undermining Christianity when Christianity begins to hurt people outside of itself which is a big thing in the united states christians like really like to punish non-christians for not being christian (laughs) oh it's it's absolutely bananas the way they do it it's like it the religions like just the the way they feel the need to punish everyone who doesn't fit into their little bubble Mm -hmm. is mind-numbing so (laughs) this is oh keep going I was just like when the Mormons got together in that like stadium to pray for Prop 8 to go through or something like Ugh. like they rented out an entire stadium to pray like that is fucking insane I'm sorry that is absolutely insane and that's like a, a normal thing to them that's like a normal like thing for Christians to want to do yeah I don't I, I can't wrap my head around that like the need to so... like their churches are already big <laughs> enough <laughs> I can wrap my head around this and it's something I've been trying to like talk about on TikTok recently because I I have an account on TikTok um, that teaches people how to do witchcraft. I'm simple witchcraft on TikTok. 
and I get an enormous amount of comments and messages from like 15 year olds telling me that Jesus loves me or telling me to repent or things like that. And I've been trying to kind of explain to people that the reason they're doing this is because they're indoctrinated to believe that everybody they encounter, they have a responsibility to, that if they don't tell them about Jesus, they're gonna be held accountable for that. But because isn't like, yeah. isn't some Christianity about like the amount of people you quote unquote save? So uh, that's- Depends um, on the branch. Yeah, so there is a denomination. I I feel really silly for not being able to think of them right now because it's like right on the tip of my tongue. But Byron, yeah. Byron would know. He knows all this shit for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Some denominations do work on like a pyramid scheme. So if you convert so many people, you get like a better place in heaven. But how most evangelicalism works is that if you know you meet somebody so like the way that that i explained it is that like these kids see me and they feel a responsibility towards me because they're witnessing me sinning so if they don't tell me that i have committed a sin and i never learn about jesus and never come to jesus when they go to heaven jesus is going to call them out for it and he might not let them into heaven because they allowed me to go to hell essentially so sin by proxy Yes. Yeah. And like that was something that was yeah, that was really pushed on me really hard in in the way that like the way that my mom explained it to me is that because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist and both of my grandfathers are pastors and I'm very well known and looked up to in the church, even if I appear to be sinning and I'm not, I'm going to be accountable for that because if like for example, you know better. Like, yeah, if, when I first met Roy and I was like spending the night at his place, her issue was not whether or not we were having sex, but that my peers could easily assume that I'm having sex and then think that it's okay for them to do. And then when they go do that sin, it's on me, regardless of what I'm doing, based on their assumptions. Yeah, that, Christianity is a lot is a layer of, cake. you are your brother's keeper. Right? a lot more of, you're your brother's keeper. Yes, so, very much so. so. So if you're doing some, if you see something, you need to correct it. Yes. And if you don't, you're going to be held accountable for that. And it's all right. fear-based. Like it's all, you know, it's a losing like, game. that's why I yeah, tell people and, not to engage with minors on this shit because they're not ready to move out of that space right now. Like they can't do it. Their brains aren't developed yet. All, all they know is that they've been indoctrinated to be obedient and to be afraid of everything. And they're fucking terrified. That, that's how I was raised as a, yeah. as a Catholic. I just, I remember like just being eight or nine years old and like fighting with someone who was, I don't like not a Christian. Not even fighting, just like having yes. the suspicion of this is how it's supposed to be. Well, why? Because the church says so. Right, like having these adult ass debates when you're like a kid. <laughs> like I'm I like, remember, yeah, I remember going to school and like starting, like when, when I was like the same age, like eight or nine years old, like starting debates with other children about evolution as if any of us had any reason to have that debate. <laughs> what the hell it was, yeah. <laughs> that is it's, such a cerebral topic, thing. holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and no, like, and it, that's and it, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's it, like evolution or like even things like um in the Catholic Church the transubstantialism, like the the body and blood of Christ, 
Mm. Um, in communion, it's like eight or nine years old, like having Yo. these conversations where they get to be a lot of yeah that's some like really heady shit for kids to be talking about right it's a a theological conversation just like evolution is a heavy topic to talk about because it's like it's a scientific thing where we can't wrap our brains around it yeah i i just like fully remember kids looking at me like first of all why are you bringing this up and second of all like you need to to chill like I definitely right. remember like nine-year-olds being like you're like crazier Weird. than a bag of squirrels and I don't want to deal with you <laughs> and, like walk away from me like you need to pray to Jesus yeah. <laughs> you're the equivalent like, of the I- person downtown with the megaphone screaming on the soapbox but in yes. elementary school yes. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's how you're raised in Christianity like in, Absolutely. Like, like in, in fundamentalism it's even worse yeah and they teach you that it's a loving thing to do and if you don't do it you're doing something hateful like there's no like neutrality it's that it's, is so like, weird like the, the, yeah. one of the here's like, the opposite the, similar uh-huh. bit. yeah one of the metaphors that we were given fairly often is that like if you see somebody like walking down a trail and there's a snake in front of them like a rattlesnake you would tell them about the snake right yeah so if you know that jesus is coming back and that everyone who isn't ready for him is going to go to hell you're going to warn people about hell right and then trying to ask them to like step outside of that worldview is impossible because it's like like in my experience, most like spiritual practices are not that literal. Like, you know, you like pagans, for example, can like get together and exchange myths about the creation of the world and all be happy just talking about that. Whereas a Christian, it's very literal and real for them. So if you're talking about another story, you're talking about some evil, false lie from the devil that's meant to discredit yeah. the true creation of the world. Yeah, it's like it's it's that's a debate in Christianity too, heaven and hell. It's like I have family. My parents are religious, and we have family friends that are, that are extremely religious. Like my parents just went to church. I have family friends that like would go to pilgrimages to these sacred Christian, Catholic mm. places every year, and like right. literally to them, like they would discredit a priest who would say heaven and hell are not literal. Yeah, it's a state oh, of your wow. soul, and they're yeah. like, "No, it's a literal place because the Bible says it's a literal place." This priest is is not correct. Like he's working on, like he's on Satan's side. He's being influenced mm-hmm. by the world. How yeah, quickly they another... turn on their own? Like holy shit, they really do. Like when I left the church, my mom straight up called me satanic. Like she she sent me a big long thing about how I'm I'm evil and I've turned my back against God. And like, when I came out to her, I don't even think I came out to her as gender fluid. I told her I'm pansexual because that's already like a lot for her to deal with. <laughs> and she was just like, hard for, for them to understand. It, yeah, I was like, we'll start with that one. And she was like, is that why you've turned your back on God? And, I, and like in my head, I was just like, you know, according to you, God turned his back on me the minute I was born. Like, you don't even get it. <laughs> and you yeah, can't even try to argue and you nope. can't even argue well the you say that god makes no mistakes well exactly I, like then what's the yeah what's the deal and like the thing i find hilarious is that 
every instance in the Bible of the word homosexual, when you actually look at the Greek or the Hebrew word, depending on whether you're reading the Old or the New Testament, they're talking about pedophiles. And I yes. was just going to say that. It's like, it's the English, like, it was written in a time where homosexuality, homosexual activity was recognized. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, these two people are together, whatever. What was written in the Bible was to protect young boys from being exploited exactly. and being abused. Which ironically word, is like, their favorite thing to do. Yeah. That is ironic, isn't it? They live to exploit young boys. It's not about that. It's it's about consenting adults. That's that's what's evil. Yeah. It's like, and even then, it's like it's not. And like I'm, my parents are still religious, so it's like I, I take the step of not every priest, not every pastor is like that. But it's like when you can admit that you have an issue. Mm-hmm with something that even you know like a molesting young children especially young boys like you can't admit you have an issue you can't take like you don't let the law you don't let society dictate that you move that priest to another parish and let him continue yep and that was the exact same in in the church that i grew up in we had the exact same issue like i i straight up had a teacher in high school who according to people I've met who went to high school with him claim that it's kind of a habit for him to get a job at a high school and get in trouble for doing something inappropriate with a minor and then instead of being reported or turned into the police they move him so he's worked at multiple schools in the country and he ended up when he was like he had his 40th birthday when I was in grade 10 or 11, and he ended up marrying one of my classmates. What? No. Yeah. Ew. Wow. Yeah. That is and absolutely that was... taking advantage of a young person. Yeah, like, he started grooming her when, when we were, like, it, I think it was started when we were in grade 10. Like, it, it had been an issue for years how inappropriate he was with her. And it wasn't like the conversation amongst the like adults in authority was not about whether or not he's he's even doing something wrong or illegal but about like how to treat him like fire his ass turn him into the police that's how you treat him no he needs to pray more he needs to read this verse and this verse and this verse yeah that's what he needs to do they didn't like yeah they didn't do shit excuse me out that just keeps me out. Like it just it, everything reminds me like Josh Duggar. And fundamentalist Christians like, what did he do? His parents protected him. He didn't do any jail time. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're he so rich too. To, he went to a religious rehabilitation. And what Man. happened now? His ass got arrested for child porn. Yeah. Well, we all know re- religious rehabilitation is church camp for adults, so yeah, religious, re- religious rehabilitation is terrifying. Bullshit. It means yeah. nothing. Well, and when you have as much money as him, let's be honest, he wasn't going there and learning shit. He was going there and relaxing for three months. Well, yeah. the thing for me is, like, anything like re- that has to do with, like, religion, like, I know there's a lot of people that go to prison and jail, they find Jesus, they find God or religion or whatever, or kudos to them if that helps them get through it and find peace. Yeah. Like when you're talking about instead of actually learning or doing something 
that teaches you like okay you're not supposed to do this it, it just reminds you of like um conversion camps yeah yeah that's yeah like i think i feel like what you're describing is the difference between religion and spirituality because religion is prescriptive they just give you a list of instructions to follow and part of that often includes giving them money whereas spirituality is completely individual and doesn't really it doesn't really function that way like you can't have somebody like tell you what to do on your spiritual path it doesn't work like that yeah no absolutely there's yeah you can't be like this is how you're going to walk down the road and you're going to see mm-hmm. this and then you're going to see this and then you're going to do this and then you're going to have three steps back and then you're going to go five steps forward and like no. Yeah, no, like I get so many questions from people that are like, um, I want to get started at, in witchcraft. Like what herbs and like uh, candles do I buy? Like what kind of crystals do I need? And I'm always like the ones that you like, the ones yeah. that you want, get those. <laughs> what speaks do to you? Re- Go do to your the store, research. what speaks to you? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what you need to buy. Do, yeah, do your research. Go actually feel things, feel stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and I, I I get so frustrated with those questions because I wish I could just tell people. I wish I could just say like, here is how you get started on your spiritual path, especially with witchcraft, which is like so individualized and there are like so many different just traditional practices. It's it's like I don't I'm like I don't I don't know you. I don't I don't know like who you are and what you need. I don't even know what you like. So you got to figure it out. And they're, you know, that's always a disappointing answer though. <laughs> yeah. We know they, they want like this, like they want like go to Amazon, Google, like search this. There's a kit. Yeah. Which is like the answer they want. <laughs> yeah. And I, I yeah. always just feel like, you know, it's, if you're asking me what stuff to buy, you've already completely missed the point. Like I, my experience with witchcraft is that I grew the most when I was homeless and I didn't like I wasn't going out and like buying crystals or a bunch of tarot decks or anything like that I was making all of my own tools and just figuring it out with what I had and I feel grateful for that experience like it was like I'm I'll be real with you like being homeless definitely traumatized me in some ways but it taught me so many valuable lessons that at this point in my life, I feel like it was a good trade-off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, like, even stuff like that, I mean, like, the best thing you can do is look for the positives out of it. Exactly. And, like, um, being being in those situations, like, I definitely learned what the worst-case scenario actually is. And like a lot of things that we consider worst case scenario is not as bad as we think so I think it is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the, van, true, the, the van, the bus, and the two door weren't that bad. Yeah, they they were bad, don't get me wrong, but like I learned a it lot. Could and be I, worse. I learned yeah, it could have been worse. And I learned about like survival in like a real way that I think a lot of people living in like even like lower to upper middle class don't necessarily get to learn those lessons oh oh like for sure for example being afraid of the dark like i was talking about this with some friends the other night that like 
I have like growing up my whole life and even into adulthood, I've been afraid of the dark. Like, you know, you, you flip off the light switch and then run across the room to get the fuck out of there as fast as possible. Like we all joke <laughs> about that, but a lot of us really experience that. After being homeless, I do not do that shit anymore. Like being afraid of the dark is just not a thing for me anymore because while I was homeless, being somewhere that's dark meant that I was safer because it meant that people aren't gonna be able to see me and call the cops on me. And it meant that the cops aren't gonna be able to see me when they're doing their like patrol. Yeah. And it's it's like really ch changed my perspective about like how I go about my life just out in the world. Okay. No, that's cool. Like, like, no, that's a it's a great takeaway to like flip those traumas into like, okay, well, it taught me this, so that now that I'm not in that situation, it makes me like appreciate not just appreciate, but like know what I I'm capable of. Exactly. Like, I definitely I did a lot of shit that I did not think I was capable of. Like. You know, it just even just like living in the car and like some of the shit that we went through, like there were a couple of times where like our car broke down and it was the middle of a blizzard. And it was just like, oh, we were just, just stuck somewhere for like three days. And it was like, okay, this is our life for three days. And I would wow. like, so like growing up, I really liked the little house on the prairie. I read those books a lot. And during <laughs> the like roughest times when we were like living in our vehicles, I definitely reflected on those stories so much because like even in the worst scenarios, like I could still turn my car on and turn the heat on. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, like at least i'm not uh, freezing my tits off in this blizzard yeah, like. and like i still have internet like i was like you know i was selling porn on tumblr and like i had a wish list up and people were able to like send us supplies that we could go get at the p.o box and shit like that like there is just so many things that i'm like nah this is actually these are like real tools like the internet is so so valuable yeah clear like clearly holy shit like it sounds like that's like literally how you guys like not only made an income but like also got like extra help was like oh absolutely like you, said, like, like, you had a wish list and people were actually sending you things to your po yeah. box yeah and you got like, through some of the tough times i guess that way oh absolutely like like there were so many times where like we didn't like we didn't really like to post and ask for money until we had to and there were a lot of times where like we would do everything throughout the day to get money ourselves and then it'd be the end of the night and i would get on tumblr and be like we didn't eat today um you know can you help us out and someone would like send us a domino's gift card for like 30 bucks or something like that and like That's just those so nice like i really wish people realized that just those little things like accumulated took years off of what might have been how long we were homeless like yeah. the fact that we were able to like upgrade our vehicles and even like have a p.o box and and like those things you know that's what led us to be able to like get a membership at planet fitness and be able to shower every day which is what led us be able to like go to job interviews and actually get a job and like having that job is what made us able to get the apartment that we live in now and all of those things would have been like 10 times more difficult if it weren't for the people like people literally sending a dollar yeah like i and i would panhandle a lot too and i would often get people 
who apologize profusely because they don't have enough money and they're literally like scraping out all the change in their car and dumping it in my hand and they don't realize there's like three or four dollars in there that's not nothing yeah and it's if, a lot if, like, when you have nothing yeah like there's been days where roy and i had to share a dollar to get food for the whole day like three dollars is pretty fucking sweet <laughs> yeah oh my god you can do a lot of damage at 7-eleven with three dollars absolutely uh, and the dollar menu at mcdonald's like hell yeah oh fuck yeah that's, that's, i that's lived what on I'm that in Bam. Too. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh and you know you want to know something great about colorado we were talking about like colorado culture earlier yeah if you're panhandling people will give you weed like oh that's ass yes that I just makes absolutely... everything better then and, nice. and I also, I have chronic pain, so being given, like, cannabis was just, oh, it was, like, the best. Absolutely the best. Oh, that's fucking awesome. It's way better than getting fucking hooked on, like, street painkillers and shit like that, too, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, bless and, Colorado. And, like, the, people, the people who give weed are always, like, the sweetest people. Like, they're always, like, super chill. Because, like, a lot of people sometimes they'll see you and they're like i want to give you money and they're so just like overwhelmed by the sight of you because they understand and they they like can't imagine going through that and they're just like oh i'm so sorry like here's some money and then you get the people who give you weed are just like hey what's up like how you doing you need some bud like here you go good luck like they just (laughs) they're chill as fuck and they're not you know they're not like traumatized by interacting with you (laughs) yeah they're not like scared or anything they're not like oh my god you need weed now like they're just like hey yeah yeah here oh and like here's a 20 as well like they're always the people that are so fucking generous it's great Nice. Like, nice. I really, I really, and like, even just like the people that didn't have money, but would just be like, good luck or like, you know, whatever, keep your chin up. Like this, having people root for you means so much. And I've heard so many people complain that they feel like they can't give enough or do enough. Yeah. And like, it's even just saying hello, even just making eye contact with someone who's panhandling is, it makes a difference. It like, you know, it works against everything that society does to dehumanize them yeah because like you're you're taught like well like growing up in toronto you're absolutely taught like you don't look at homeless people don't interact with them just you know like literally step over them and keep going yeah and like i get really frustrated when people talk about homeless people trying to like take advantage of people because i'm just like with the person with the least amount of power in society is really hurting you and taking advantage of you by bothering you for like five extra dollars like go to hell <laughs> yeah that's not really the end of the world here <laughs> yeah like I had, I had a friend who was like on a date with a girl he'd been seeing for a little bit and this guy saw them together and was like oh yeah and he he went up and basically asked them to to like buy him some clothes and he kind of like manipulated them into a shopping trip and they never set a budget and they didn't set boundaries and this guy was like fuck yeah like yeah he was literally just like anything that he could get away with getting he was getting and when my friend was telling me the story he was kind of like man like i took advantage of me and i'm like yeah and i would have too like absolutely good on him like you said don't be a mark like Like, yeah like first of all that's on you and second of all he set himself up good like you made his survival situation like so much better even if you feel a little dumb for getting duped like yeah you know help someone 
Yeah, and I feel I would much rather deal with that than deal with McDonald's trying to sell me rainbows every day. Like, I know y'all don't care about me. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that's like way more of like an economic manipulation that I am not here for than like homeless people trying to manipulate you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not here for the whole like let's sell pride bullshit. Like, oh God, it's like, and yeah, I just I'm... like I just started doing drag, so it's like every ooh. cosmetic company is like, ooh, we have a pride palette. We're donating donating like three cents from each one to a uh, LGBTQ plus charity. Right? And I'm like, and it's like, why don't you just Jeffrey give them Star money? You have the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just give them the money. <laughs> and like, it's always so suspicious that like these corporations only do it for June. Like you only care about trans youth in June. Like where are you on Christmas? And yet Pride literally start in May in some places. And like they go Uh all the way. I think like the later ones are in like the fall because like Palm Springs and shit can't do it in the summer. It's too hot. Here in, yeah, we have a Pride thing in November in in Miami Beach. Oh wow. It's too hot. No one wants yeah, to be out in the sun in the middle of summer getting heat yeah, stroke. Yeah, Denver I, I, does I, theirs in June, and it's it's a little scary to be honest, just mm. with the weather. Ooh, the only the Denver only in June corporation. Is like Calgary. Ooh. Oh no, the, I will say this: the only corporation I kind of respect, despite the the fact that they're assholes, is Chick Fil A, <laughs> because they're they're the only ones that won't be like. Oh yeah, they stand by anything their pride related. They stand by their convictions. Is like Home Depot, Pride at the Depot. It's like, <laughs> yeah. wait, well, you donate to anti-trans or anti-LGBT the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. Or, yeah. yeah, but in June it's profitable, and like, that's I always I always feel a little weird when I see queer people on like TikTok or like YouTube, like going through all the merch that's coming out this year. I'm like, queer people are not the ones profiting off of this. Like, stop Absolutely buying not. this shit. Like, there's so many creators on Etsy and like Store Envy and even like small businesses on Amazon that are selling like queer merchandise and they're queer. Like, stop, stop fucking giving Walmart your gay money. Like, they're just using it to hurt gay people. Yeah, Walmart does not give yeah. a shit about anybody. They don't even care about straight people. No, they don't care about their employees. You know how many people, like, when we would stay at Walmarts, you know how many people we would see in there working at the cash register and then come out and get in their car and sleep next to us? Oh, yeah, I've stayed in a Walmart parking lot before. That's usually where we crashed before we went to Electric Forest the night before yeah, we'd sleep in a like, Walmart parking lot. So wow. many There's a community Walmart. in every Walmart parking lot, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. There is a legit community. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's all and at the like, back. And no and one realizes always, it. Always people that work there too. Like that's so depressing. Always, always somebody who fucking works there who's also homeless. And like they don't yeah, give a shit. They're like, they yeah, no, you not. can still make your nothing an hour. Yeah. Ugh. And like I don't, I don't even understand how they don't give people like chairs. Like it, it like hurts my soul every time I go to Walmart and there's like a 65 year old woman with with like you know one of those like wrist braces on Mm -hmm. and you're just like oh my god you're in so much pain when you go home because your body is not so you're not supposed to stand for eight hours like no like retired person that that they hire to be a greeter that they make stand at the front fucking doors for eight hours a day "Uh, yeah and they literally don't even say anything or look at you they're just like i'm getting paid i'm getting paid 
I'm getting yeah. paid. I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> I'm too yeah. poor. I'm I'm too poor to not be retired. So, yep. I'm just gonna stand here and work at Walmart. I worked at a Walmart yeah. pharmacy. They were fucking horrible. Ugh. My my exit conversation did not go well. They were like, "Well, like, what is your problem with us?" I was like, "My problem with you is you want me to drink the purple Kool Aid, and I don't want to drink purple Kool Aid." <laughs> yeah. Um, and they fucking got so mad. Like that was just like such an aggressive attack on their culture, yeah. but it is, it's very well, like, culty. Walmart has like a whole, like I forgot about this, but I worked for Labor Ready. I did a job for Walmart for like two or three weeks where we were tearing out the floor and, and re-putting, putting in new flooring. Yeah. And they would like make us participate in their weird like uh, oh, they fucking do those culty. chants twice a day, like talking. Yeah, like, yeah, they do like like a song in the morning, like church. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so it's what really the hell? It's fucked up. Yeah, they make it, you do like a that... little exercise routine and like a song and a dance and like there's oh, always it has one to be a person. I, it has to be a retail thing because I worked at Macy's and we did the same thing. We'd have yeah. circle time in the morning. If you open like. Oh, Come fucking on, kill me. I would I choose a bullet to the brain before that bullshit every time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, what like, I always love is there's like always one person who's really into it. Oh god, yeah. Right? They, they've worked there for like <laughs> ten years. Yeah. And they're like they're still on the bottom. They haven't moved up at all and they're just like yep. right. their life. It, it's yep. never management that's drinking the, the Kool-Aid the hardest. It's always like nope. the 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 lowest like employee in the wrong that's drinking Absolutely. it the hardest yeah like walmart has the gall to like give them different vests based on how long they've been with the company it's like why would you want to advertise that you've worked for walmart for 20 years right like and why do you want to like what it, yeah you wasted 20 years of your life <laughs> yeah and they're just like and your reward is a vest like yeah, now a that golden person vest. ten thousand dollars like you still make $13 an hour, but we gave you a gold vest. Yeah, that's such horseshit. Well, it's like Target. I worked for Target when they were up in Canada for a bit. And like, they're like, to reward you, they'd give you like a Target dog stuffy. It's like, how, <laughs> how would you what? give, like, even a gift card to the store would be more economical. It's like, yeah, like, I, I, I'm already making so little that I have to buy all my fucking groceries at Target because they give me a discount. Like, right. it's, like, it's like the worst the manipulation tactic. Mm-hmm. You essentially get like no paycheck because you give it all back to them. Oh yeah, you know when I worked at the dog daycare, and I've I've had a couple friends who've worked in a variety of dog daycares, and it seems to be a theme that they pay you garbage and then tell you that you should be grateful that you even get to work with these dogs. And <laughs> like especially at the daycare that I worked at, their business model was primarily just accepting all of the dogs that were rejected from the other daycares in the area. So Oh my god. Oh, so you yeah, got the so worst like, of the worst sometimes. I was yes, I was dealing with dogs that I was not qualified, equipped, or trained to deal with at all. And I was told to just suck it up and like deal with them and just be happy that I get to work with dogs. And I'm like, um. Okay, dogs aren't that, like animals are great, but they're not that great. Yeah, I still need to eat. I still need to pay my bills. Like it's, yeah, Costco it's not doesn't that accept um, dogs love for payment for groceries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, that was some like weird, awful abuse that I pointed out over and over and over again. Like that is that is straight, like straight up, up gaslighting. Yeah, you, you be cannot tell people that. Dogs. 
Like, no, I'm covered in dog no. shit. And like, okay, I got to tell y'all about Diablo just because I need to. <laughs> you need, need, to, you need to get something off your chest here. Yeah. So like this was kind of a turning point for me was dealing with this dog. Diablo is a black Akita. His oh, name no. fits him very well. And he is very spirited and independent and not neutered. He has his balls. Oh, fuck and off. When, when I was working him, he was about three years old. Still and a tiny asshole. Yes. And tiny he punk, was basically. like the only person who could actually get him to listen to commands was his dad, who was only at home on the weekend. He would like travel away during the week for work. And then this like tiny woman who like doesn't know about dogs and is terrified of him was left alone with him all week. And she would bring him to daycare and then he would like terrorize us. So primarily (laughs) what would happen is he would latch onto you and not let go. Oh. Like, yeah, and he'll, like, if you, if he, he liked to, like, bully other dogs and be, like, really inappropriate and aggressive and sometimes violent and, like, he'll, like, grab a dog by the scruff and, like, thrash them. Wow, Diablo was a great name. Yeah, and if you, like, try to correct him, he'll turn around and grab onto you. And I'm the kind of person that in those situations, I don't care. I will grab you by the scruff and throw you in a kennel and you can latch onto me because it means that you're not latching onto this dog that weighs 40 pounds. Yeah. And it would you like- You can take the hit. Exactly. And like it would, and he would progressively bite harder every time. Like he understood what he was doing. Oh my God. And he did not like it. And like at one point- What a one of the other shit. He was very smart. Like, I actually really liked him. I wish yeah. that he had been worked with properly, but he didn't, he he didn't get handling, that. needed better handling, yeah. He needed way better handling. But, like, our manager, we begged her to, to, like, not let him come back because he was so dangerous. Like, one of the other girls was trying to handle him one time, and she got him into a kennel, and he wouldn't let her leave. Like... I've never seen that before. He would like jump up on her and push her away and growl in her face. And it was just like terrifying. And Whoa. like there was another, the last instance that I had with him, I, I wasn't working in the dog group. I was working at the front desk and I had, I had come out to put his leash on to take him home. And he jumped up and put both his paws on my shoulders and got right in my face and was growling at me. And he like pushed me up against the fence and I had to be so fucking cool like i have never felt so much fear and i have dealt with some scary ass dogs that if he had knocked me over he would have shredded my face like did you kick him in the nuts no i was very friendly very nice i was like okay diablo it's time to come home yeah you're such a good boy okay get down let's go and i'm like fucking shaking yeah he was like i fucking hate you and he and i had already like had some bad encounters together so he was done with me <laughs> well yeah because like, you would you said you would just like you'd be like fine latch on to me bitch i'll toss you in a fucking yeah like there was a, a day where he was in my group i was alone with him and like 10 other dogs and he was going around to each dog knocking them over on their back and and thrashing them like not breaking any skin but he was like grabbing them and thrashing and I, it was a situation where i was not able to get the leash over his head we had like the the like loop the yeah. leashes like yeah and On like i stick. can't I, 
No, it was just on, oh. it was just like a, a just a slipknot on a rope, basically. Oh, okay. But yeah, like I can't get that over his head because he's got something in his mouth. He's got a dog in his mouth, so I would just grab his scruff and haul him off, and he turn around and latch on me. And like after that happened, he was like, "No, nah, I'm done with you, bitch. You don't let me get away with shit." And oh, we wow. did not have, yeah. You have which to, you have that to is teach a, him you were alpha. That's too smart for his own good, I think. Oh yeah, he like was he was smart. brilliant. I like I really really encourage them to take him to training and get him fixed. Like oh, there's yeah. some Cut dogs. The balls off. Yeah, like I've definitely known some dogs that you can leave them on and they're they're fine. And the only thing you really want to worry about is testicular cancer. And then there's other dogs where we're just like, oh my god, when are they coming off, please? <laughs> like... um, my my two cats, it was like, oh my god, they we were like, no. As soon as they can come off, they're fucking coming off. Cause like they were they were brothers, and let me tell you, when they got testosterone going, yeah, um, yeah, they were fucking up everything with each other. <laughs> All right, um, holy shit, we have been talking for well over an hour though. Um, oh my, Kat, yeah. we, um, we absolutely want to have you back again because I feel like we need to oh, do for sure. like a multi-part oh, thing. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'm down. You this was really so much uh, to talk really about, fun. and we only scratched the surface. <laughs> I, right. you know, I had like some things on my mind that I was like, I gotta make sure I bring that up that I didn't even get to. So that's I'm okay. Definitely down for a second oh. session. Byron told me oh, he's I'm like, you're gonna have to do more open. than one episode. He's like, there's no way you're gonna fit it all in. And I was like, oh. no, that's good to know. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely open invitation. All right. Yeah, and, we'll uh, schedule yeah, we again. Get Roy on here too. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Your husband sounds fascinating. I can't wait oh, to talk to him too. And he's hilarious. Yeah. He always makes me laugh. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. All right. Well, um, Kat, do you want to plug anything? Yes. I I am at simple.witchcraft on TikTok. I, I teach people very down-to-earth basic witchcraft skills. Okay. Cool. That's cool. We'll um, put is that there on like in the link? description as well. Say that again. Trish. No, we're going to put that down in the description so oh, yeah. people can find you. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Send me like a little linky boo and I'll I'll put it in the description for the episode. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to link? I think Bug. that's it. Push. Okay, cool. That's all I got going right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, awesome. thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate it. Um, I personally can't wait to have you back. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Thank a good you for inviting me. You know, when I first got on, I was like, I was pretty nervous, and I, I had a lot of fun. You guys are great to talk to. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for another Kiki. All Thanks. right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.